Welcome to the Explore More podcast, where we hope to entertain, educate, and inspire you to get out of your comfort zone and into the outdoors. I'm Sarah. And I'm Kate. We're best friends bringing you all things adventure so you can explore more. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at exploremore.podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Hey, you guys, this is Kate just hopping on here to preface this episode just with a little like warning that the audio is a little choppy in some places. This is the first long distance episode that we recorded and the Wi-Fi was kind of giving us troubles as well. So yeah, Sarah was in Iowa recording this and then Michaela and I are in different locations in Idaho recording it. So we made it work and I still think that the episode turned out great. And we just, the main thing is audio aside, we hope that you guys get some inspiration from this, some entertainment and uh, yeah. So with that being said, I'll let the episode get rolling. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Explore More podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Kate. And we have a new guest. Yes, Michaela. Welcome. So excited. We are here. Michaela is our first uh, parentheses uh, interview Mm -hmm. um, that we're doing on Explore More podcast. So we're really excited. Um, this week we're going to be talking about a trip uh, we just went on um, to California, Utah, and all the states in between. So we're really excited to share our adventures with everybody and kind of give them a feel for what we were up to for like a week and a half. So on our last podcast that Kate and I did together, we talked about how I won a backpacking trip called the Highlander in Big Bear Lake, California. So Michaela and I, we decided to make a big trip out of it and drive down to Southern California and see some sites in between. So it was an adventure packed, how many days were we gone? I think eight. Eight days, so a little over a week. Um, But it it felt like so much more and so much less at the same time somehow. But yeah, it was a really, really awesome trip. We started off in northern Idaho and drove down to Utah and stayed the night with some of Michaela's family in Park City, Utah. So we got to explore there a little bit, which was really cool because I've never actually been able to like see Park City. I've just driven by on the freeway. So it was neat experiencing that in the fall when all the colors were just starting to pop. So super beautiful. And Michaela's family was awesome and super welcoming. So that was so fun. Um, I guess since we're since we're being honest on our uh, podcast, I want to be open and transparent. Um, Michaela's grandma has a very very old bed, and nobody like prefaced before I got there that sometimes this bed just collapses in the middle of sleeping and so uh like six in the morning everybody's just snoozing just having a jolly good time and i get up to go pee and the whole bed just freaking crumbles and michaela was in a different bedroom so i text her and i'm like uh 
Michaela, are you awake? She's like, uh, barely. What's up? And I was like, um, the bed just like fell apart. And I'm sure she's just up there dying, like just losing it. And she's like, she's like, yeah, that happened to me once too. And so it was a really good time. Um, that definitely woke me up for sure. So I was up for the rest of the day, but um, just starting our trip off. Super awesome. Breaking beds, making you feel really confident. And then she locks herself out of the house. Oh, oh yeah. So I was like, well, I'm already up. Might as well get some work done. So I, so I go outside. Michaela comes downstairs, give me the keys. I go outside, go to the truck, get my laptop, and then I can't get back inside the house. I get locked out. And so I text Michaela. I'm like, sorry to bother you again. <laughs> but I'm freaking locked out. <laughs> And I'm trying to be like quiet, knocking on the door, like, excuse me. <laughs> I didn't know she had already gone upstairs. So, yeah, it was just a good time. It's a good time in Park City. But um, anyway, so after that, we went on a little walk around Park City and then we hit the road and we went down to Southern Utah. And uh, Michaela, what was the name of the area we did that first little hike in? Um, we're in the Red Cliffs Conservation Area in Southern Utah. Yeah, so we stopped there for a short little hike, and that was actually really cool. Um, it was about, the sun was about to go down, so we had to, like, pretty much run this trail, essentially, because we were trying to find a camping spot before it got dark, but we're like, we got to get a hike in. So we went and hiked that. There was people with pet goats on the trail. So that was pretty cool. We were just walking around with freaking goats all over the place. Um, and then we got to this super sketchy part of the trail where you had to like climb on the side of this like rock cliff. And if you fell, you fell into this like pile of nasty algae water that I don't know how deep it was. So we're like, probably not worth doing this cliff thing but I kind of attempted anyway and then got to the top and it got worse on the other side so I had to back out of it and we decided not to do that so we went back to the truck and then we drove down to just on the border of Utah and Arizona um, Virgin River area and we set up camp there for the night and um, Michaela, do you want to share about our camping experience? So we like pull in, it's already freaking dark. And there's this like guy at the, at the entrance where you pay, you know, it's like paying to stay in your campground or whatever. And he's like outside of his truck and he just like stares at us and just get like creepy vibes. And we're like, whatever, we're just going to pay later. So we kept going, find a spot. And all of a sudden you hear his truck like coming down and we we're parked like, by like the bathrooms or whatever so there was like a light and you hear his freaking loud truck come down and so we like crawl in the back of my truck in like in the bed of the truck and we're like laying down so he doesn't see us and he gets out and he starts like cursing and like just being like belligerent runs in the bathroom slams the door and hear him and they're yelling goes back out we're just sitting there the whole time like oh my gosh our trip's gonna end before it even starts <laughs> and he like does a couple laps and sarah's on the phone with jordan and he's like just put your hair in a hat so you look like a dude. And we're like, what the hell, Jordan? And then the guy finally leaves and it was like, cool. 
good first start to the trip. Wow. No it's service. Crazy. There's one like baby bar of service. We're like, this is it. This is the end. That was like our first night camping too. So it was like a great start to like a week of camping. Pretty much. And we're in the back of my truck. It's like I have a canopy on my truck. And so we were just going to sleep in the back on an air mattress, but you can't lock it from the inside. You can lock the tailgate, but not the canopy. So I made this like contraption with like a lamp and some string and a boot to like hold it closed. It was, it was great. And we were safe and we did not die. Yeah. Yeah. You're resourceful. So, yeah. So that was like a fun little outing for our first night camping. So we're like, okay, well, hopefully it just goes up from here. But we did wake up with some freaking stellar views of like these mountains and a river and like the sunset or the sunrise coming up it was just it was it was worth the kind of spookiness of thinking somebody was going to murder us so yeah that's a good time right this this podcast was almost a hiking podcast turned murder mystery yeah no kidding yes i'm glad it's not we um kept making our way to southern california so we drove through vegas and of course we had to drive down the strip because why not when you're in vegas so we drove down the strip we both experienced vegas so we didn't really feel like we needed to like stop and hang out but we wanted to at least drive down because it was kind of cool to see on the off season when it wasn't jam-packed full of people so we drove down there um we stopped and we found the cheapest gas at gas at Costco. So we literally sat in a Costco gas line for probably like an hour Ooh. eating chips and salsa, trying to get gas at a freaking Costco in the middle of Las Vegas, Nevada. So that was a good time. And then did we stop anywhere between there and Big Bear? I don't think, I think we, we did. did. I think that last stretch, because we stopped in Prim, right after the border of Vegas. And then we just went all the way to Big Bear. So we go to Big Bear. We drive up this crazy grade to get up there, almost die. A semi almost comes around the corner and hits us. Um, so that was fun. And then we go to Big Bear. We got a hotel for the night before and the night after, just so we for sure got a good night's sleep before our Highlander event. And so we went, checked into the hotel um got everything situated and then the next morning we had to wake up bright and early for the highlander which people who don't know i didn't know anything about the highlander before i won it on a social media giveaway um but it's like this like hiking experience slash event where people from all over the united states or all over the world can get together and go backpacking together so it's a really cool way for people who like share the same passions to be able to get together. And it was really an amazing experience. Um, there's different levels you can do. So there was like a 15 mile course, essentially a 30 mile and a 60 mile. We did the 15 mile cause we just we didn't have a whole lot of time to do 30 or 60. Um, but it ended up being like 18 miles that we did. Um, so we did that over two days, one night, and yeah, it was just, it was kind of a crazy experience. It was Michaela's first backpacking experience. Um, 
So just a really unique one for her to start off with. Um, we go to this place, get on a bus. They take us to the trailhead and they're pretty much just drop us off. And they're like, okay, have fun. And everybody was like looking around like, okay, what do we do now? And uh, there was like around, around the trail, there was a bunch of people like announcing stuff saying like, welcome to the Highlander. Um, and they did the, what, what did they announce and stuff there? Not the Pledge of Allegiance, but I don't know. They just like basically like said that, you know, you're part of the first like American Highlander. And it was like having like a hype guy at the beginning of a hike. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Yeah, it was actually, it was really cool. Like, yeah, he's hyping everybody up. He's on this big speaker and um, yeah, it was a really cool like start to the trail. And then, um, yeah, the first day, I think we did like 10 miles and we hiked through the desert, through trees. We saw a bunch of wild donkeys, which was really cool. Um, wasn't expecting those at all. Um, and we met a couple girls from California that we spent pretty much all of our time with. But that was probably one of the coolest parts is meeting people from all over. Like the people that put on the Highlander were from all over the world. So, um, and then everybody doing the hike was mainly people from the United States, but yeah, there's people from everywhere. What was it like hiking in like more desert terrain? Cause I know that you, like, we always usually just hike in like the mountains. Did you like hiking in the desert? Cause it was more, it was a lot more like arid, right? Yeah, it was kind of like rolling hills desert. So it was pretty and I was just a little spooked because there was like, they say scorpions and for sure rattlesnakes and stuff like that. So that was a little spooky knowing that those were crawling around on the ground. Um, but it was definitely a unique experience. I, I prefer the mountains with lots of trees and larger predators. Um, but it was it was still really really cool to experience i wish the trail would have been more of an actual trail we were on a lot of fire roads mm. or like um buggy roads and stuff which was a little lackluster but um still out in the middle of nowhere so michaela what did you think of the first day especially it being your first like backpacking experience having your pack on and for the first time essentially and Going through I mean, all. like I'm used to carrying, you know, weight because of like hunting. So that part wasn't like that big of a deal. It was not what I thought it was going to be. Like you and I had talked about it was like, I anticipated being more remote, I guess, you know, like this start off was kind of cool, but then the people we were with, I think like, I think it would have been a better experience if we did the 30. So I think the next one we talked about maybe doing a 30 because those guys actually got to go like way out of town. You know, um, so it was just, a, it wasn't what I was anticipating. It was still really neat to like meet people from different places and talk to them. Um, I wish we would have done a little more like actual trail than loose shale fire road. Cause that's not always fun to hike on, but it was a really neat experience to see something just different than what we have up here, you know? So it was a, a good experience. I think that overnight part was a little interesting and not what I think either of us oh were gosh. for. <laughs> But yeah, remember it's a good social like interaction, I guess, with different people. But like the overnight, I think was my biggest thing because like 
you know, we bring like the jet foil and like dry, you know, the air dried food or whatever to like be ready to eat in the mountains. And then we're in like a freaking like rodeo corral at night and they brought food. Sarah and I both got sick from the food and other people were sick. It was just like, but the second day I liked the hike the better the second day. The hiking the second day I feel like was more like in the mountains, cooler views, not just, you know, in the rolling desert, but we didn't see donkeys the second day, like we did the first day. So did they give you guys information on like food, like what to bring? Like, did they say, yeah. and then they gave you guys, yeah, that was, the, yeah, that was the thing. They, they told us to bring like all the stuff to cook your food and whatnot. And then we got there, they gave us food to bring like backpacking food. And so we're like, cool, we're going to be set up. This is going to be sweet. We get on the trail, get to the first like checkpoint of the night. And they have people that brought like tacos for us, which not complaining at all. Like who doesn't love tacos after a long hike? But I would have definitely kept a bunch of my snacks and food in the truck if I would have known that we were getting food brought to us that night. But I think it was because we only did one night out there and the other groups did more than one night so i don't think they had food the nights before it was just like on the last night that was kind of a celebration of like we're bringing you dinner because you made it through this many nights you know without us bringing you dinner so i think if we would have done the 60 mile or the 30 mile that would have been awesome like to have food there for us and like one less freeze-dried meal to eat would have been awesome but um I just wish when we checked in, they would have like said, hey, by the way, since you're only doing the 15 mile course, like there will be food there for dinner. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was it was so nice to have. But yeah, Michaela and I did not sit well with our stomach. And then the California desert gets really cold at night, which we were not expecting. Well, we were expecting, but not to the extremes that it was. It was in like the 30s. Mm -hmm. And I have a terrible sleeping bag and so we get in bed for the night it's freaking cold i've got base layers on i'm in my sleeping bag i've got a beanie on i don't feel good i'm dehydrated because i was not smart and i did not drink a lot of water leading up to this backpacking trip which everybody should always do but i did not so i was dehydrated i didn't feel good and i was freezing my butt off and it was just not a good combo. I was so miserable. And Michaela has this nice sleeping bag. So she was cozied up like a bug in a rug over there, just passed out. And I'm laying there like in tears because I'm like in so much pain. And like an hour goes by, I finally kind of get settled. I had to put my emergency blanket in my sleeping bag because I was so freaking cold. Like I took off my pants, put my emergency blanket on around my legs because I was so cold. And like an hour later, Michaela wakes up and she's like, I don't feel very good. <laughs> yeah, I just went through those process. <laughs> but before we had dinner though, it were before we went to bed, it was cool. They had like speakers. Like there was this one guy that was from like Tennessee that talked about like how hiking has like positively impacted his life. And then there was a guy from a shoot. What was the name of the company? The backpack company. Yeah. So he was there talking about, I mean, obviously like, you know, you get, he's trying to promote the product, but he also like talked about better ways to pack. And like, so it was really kind of a cool 
like you had like two and a half hours of like informational stuff which was really neat i thought that was a cool i i enjoyed that part yeah that was really cool they had like a presentation and stuff the company was called responsible stewardship and just talking about pretty much just making sure you're you know keeping keeping stuff clean you know that's our world and we've got one world to live in and just making sure you're cleaning up after yourself, cleaning up after others, since people don't like to do that very much these days. And just making it a welcoming environment for everybody who comes to these beautiful places that we like to enjoy and keeping them beautiful because nobody wants to see trash. You you can like essentially ruin something for everybody else too. Like, first of all, yeah, you wanna keep it beautiful because you wanna respect nature, but if people just go like trash places, they end up getting shut down. That was like one thing that he talked about was like making it a better experience mm-hmm. for the next person behind you. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it was cool. There was like one guy that carried a whole bumper in from his hike to the finish. And then like this guy carried this like huge giant chain in. And then like some guy brought like people like took to heart what he said and brought in some like giant pieces of traction. Obviously people picked up like little yeah. stuff too, but it was just listening to his philosophy on it was was really neat. It was kind of a different way to look at, you know, litter. Cause people, I think a lot of times go, Oh, what's well, not my responsibility to pick up after that person. He's like, yeah, you're right. It's not, but you should do it to make it better for the next yeah. person behind you. And then that kind of snowballs mm-hmm. to where we all, you know, have a better experience than like you said, things don't get taken away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was really inspiring and definitely a good reminder to make sure you're cleaning up after yourself. And if you see anything else to, pick it up on the way it doesn't hurt so um so yeah those presentations were were really inspiring yeah like she said the um a guy from the company z packs came out and did a presentation on like ultralight backpacking and things you can do to minimize your weight backpacking so that was inspiring for someone like me who always packs way too much that's really cool that you guys had Z-Packs come in. Like, that's a really kick-ass mm-hmm. for ultralight stuff. That's, like, neat. It was really nice, too. Like, he didn't come off as, like, you know how sometimes marketing people seem very, like, cheeseball-y? Yeah. Like, he was, like, just, like, a genuine, like, down-to-earth guy. And he just, like, it was just a really cool conversation. And, like, the way he talked about, like, you know, he's, like, a lot of people in the ultralight community are very elitist. Like, oh, my backpack is super light. You know, and he's, like, don't do that. Yeah. Everyone gets to have their own experience. If they want to carry 60 pounds in, they can. If they want to carry yeah. 10 pounds, they can. And he talked about, like, what did he call it, Sarah? It was, like, trail comfort versus, like, camp comfort. It was just a really cool yeah. like, way to listen to where he basically was, like, everyone gets to have their own experience. Don't judge them for it. Let them have their own experience. And, you know, their experience is going to be different than yours. And that's okay. That's the point of backpacking is everyone gets to figure out what they need from it, I guess. It was really cool. I love that. The guy from Z-Packs was really cool. Like Michaela said, he talked about trail comfort comfort versus camp comfort, which was kind of a good way to like think about what you're putting in your pack, like what you prefer. And yeah, like everybody's backpacking experience is different and it's totally up to you what you want in there. If you want to pack around a bunch of extra weight because it's going to make you feel better, go for it just bring whatever makes you feel comfortable yeah i mean there probably are things that we don't need out there but if if you're gonna feel more confident and comfortable sleeping in the middle of nowhere um then go for it Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I agree. Speaking of sleeping in the middle of places, uh, yeah, during during this backpacking trip, um, like I was saying, we kind of had an interesting start to the night where we weren't feeling good. It was freaking cold. Um, we finally got situated in the middle of the night. And remember how I was telling you guys about wild donkeys? <laughs> um, they were freaking going at it all night, like, all night. And then, of course, a pack of coyotes had to have conversations with them. So it was a pack of coyotes going off, a freaking herd of wild donkeys going off. And we were kind of in town. So neighborhood, the neighborhood dog was chiming in. And it was just like a circus of noises everywhere. And it was like, okay, awesome. This is not how one is going to get to sleep. I have a video recording. Well, I, I took a recording in the middle of the night. Let me see if I can play it over the podcast, if it'll go. Um, just so you guys can really understand uh, the chaos that was happening. That's so ironic okay, because like, when we go in the backpack country, we don't sleep because there's like wind and like we're worried about trees falling on us or like whatever, bears, rain, all that kind of stuff. And then on this trip, watching you guys do this trip, I was like, oh, Sarah's actually going to get some sleep because like she'll feel like comfortable and safe. And meanwhile, you're like, nope. <laughs> Hell no. No, I <laughs> wish I was worried about wind that night. Okay, let me see if this if this will play. Oh my God. Okay, did you guys hear that? <laughs> yes. But it wasn't like it was like for five minutes either. This was like oh, nonstop. Oh like hours of chaos. That's crazy. That is absolutely crazy. Yeah, I have a recording. I have a recording at 1.55 a.m., um, 4.08 a.m. Yeah, they were like literally all night. So um, it was a good call that we got the hotel before and after because yeah there was like no sleep happening in the middle of the night that's insane that's but it was a really cool experience like uh like michaela said we were kind of like in town by like this rodeo grounds so it was kind of cool like being at camp with like hundreds of other people like normally that sounds like it'd be kind of weird mm -hmm. but it was really cool being camped like all around people and getting to see people's setups, just chatting with them, like having a lot of time to just talk and get to know other people was probably one of the best parts about the trip. Like everybody's cozied up, just hanging out. They've just hiked all day. You know, everybody's doing what they love the last day out there. So um, they're just soaking it all in and really just making the best of it as they can. So it was really it was a really cool experience besides not getting much sleep the before and afters were more than worth it and it was really cool because this type of experience allows people from all different paths of life walks of life and all different experience levels to do this so there was people that have never been backpacking before that were doing this there was people that were doing like that have backpacked their whole life that did this so it was a really really awesome way for people to kind of interact and just all be involved in a backpacking experience um that allows people that 
normally probably wouldn't to be able to do this. So, um, that was probably one of the coolest parts about, um, the Highlander. And I guess something that I didn't really think about beforehand, because before I was like, Oh, I backpack before, like, why would I want to pay someone to plan my route or whatever, when that's something I could do myself. And that's something I have done myself. So I was like, I probably won't ever do this again. But now that I've done it, I'm like, I'm going to go to every Highlander in the U.S., maybe in the, maybe try one that's, you know, international um, to come because it's a really, really amazing experience. The people putting on the Highlander were so welcoming, so friendly, like, especially coming into it, not knowing what it was and being a little skeptical about the whole situation um like winning a trip on social media from with a company that's never been to the united states before like yeah that's spooky and then getting there we were both nervous but after we checked in and got all our stuff it was like those people were so nice like so down to earth so friendly so helpful it like totally changed our mood you know like we were we were excited but then we were really excited just knowing that you know these people are legit they're super friendly and they just want you to have the best time and be as safe as possible. So it was yeah, like some of the nicest people, like when we did our check-in so nice, it was kind of like, Oh, okay. Like it was really, really cool. They were like, just like genuinely excited to be a part of it. It was really neat. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Sometimes it'd be yeah. nice to have like hype people on trail. So right. I know hire you for some of our stuff. I know the guy at the beginning. I'm like, can you just follow us around on the trail and like hype us up as we go? Yeah, that's really cool. So, do you guys have any like, like one sentence takeaways from that experience? Like your favorite part, or just like something that you learned, or anything? Yeah, my thing would be, I mean, like we've talked about on the podcast before, don't be afraid to go after stuff that scares you. I mean, I was, I was super hesitant about this and I know my family was hesitant about this, like driving almost halfway across the country to go on a backpacking trip that I didn't know anybody but Michaela. Um, and it turned out to be one of the best experiences of my life. So just don't be afraid to go after things like this. Like, of course, be smart and do your research and follow your instincts. Like we had talked about this before. Like if we get there and it's sketchy at all, we're not doing this. Like we'll go do other stuff. I would say push yourself out of your comfort zone and enjoy the adventure. Cause I think that was the best part of the trip was just, we did so many things that were like that neither of us had ever done, you know? And it was like, coolest one of the coolest weeks in my life like we and we covered so much ground so yeah just push yourself out of your comfort zone and enjoy the adventure mm-hmm. i love that and okay so moving forward like what michaela just said it was a week of adventure this was only like two days three days yep so after that um we stayed one more night in big bear and then we got up and we went to joshua tree national park so it was like an hour and a half away from Big Bear. Um, so that was a pretty neat experience. We just drove through it. We didn't have a whole lot of time to stop and explore. Um, but it was cool being able to see. It wasn't like one of those national parks where you're like, I want to come back mm-hmm. and do a bunch of stuff here. Um, 
but it was cool to see like all the Joshua trees and just now you can put like a picture to a place. So yeah, it wasn't anything like super extravagant, especially compared to a lot of national. But it was, like I said, it was still really cool to see. And then did anything else extravagant happen between there and Zion, Michaela? I don't think so. I think we had a pretty like mellow 48 hours. <laughs> yeah, for once in our lives. Right. Um, so then, so the next day we got up and we headed to Zion, which um, I was really, really looking forward to. I wanted to go to Zion for a really long time. So um, we, unfortunately, we only, we knew we only had like a little bit of time in each national park because we were just trying to cram as much into like two days as possible. So we only did like a half a day in Zion, but we did like, like three different trails um and all were super beautiful just the whole park itself was insane two of the the trails were in the bottom of the canyon um which one we saw a tarantula on the trail which was so crazy i saw that on your stories uh, and i was watching your story and like if you could have recorded my face seeing that part of your story i was like oh yeah la di da di da and then you zoomed in i uh I had the heebie-jeebies from like far away from that. I can't imagine yeah. person. Yeah. Well, we were just on this trail and all of a sudden all these people were like, look, these, like this group that was in front of us were looking at this tree and we're like, oh, what is it? We go around the tree and there was a huge freaking tarantula on it. So I'm getting all close. And in one of my videos, I think you can hear Michaela saying like, don't get that close to it. Like get away from it. <laughs> and I'm trying to like zoom in and take pictures of it and you know just doing the normal Sarah thing yeah you know pushing the boundaries of nature <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> but we did find out later because we're like we should probably figure out what happens if we get bit by a tarantula um so we asked one of the park rangers on the trail and she was like oh they're not poisonous oh nice um She's like, it's going to hurt like hell, but they're not poisonous. So so that was reassuring that we won't die if we get bit by one. But definitely made us think twice about, like, you know, when you're hiking and you put your hands on trees to, like, assist you or whatever. Mm-hmm. Wasn't doing that anymore for the rest of the trip because no way was I going to put my hand on top of a tree. So. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Um, so that was exciting. And then we hiked... Um, or it was more of a walk. We walked up the trail that is the trailhead of the Narrows where you like hike up the river. Um, we really wanted to do part of the Narrows, but it's, it's pretty time consuming. And like I said, we didn't have a whole lot of time. So that's one of the trails that we're like, okay, we're for sure going to do that next time. Mm-hmm. And we're for sure going to do Angel's Landing. We saw Angel's Landing but you have to have a permit now. So um, we're hoping next time we go, we can get a permit to do it because mm-hmm. um, it did look pretty wicked. But yeah, the whole park was just insane. You have to park at the bottom and then it's a whole shuttle system going into the canyon because I can't even imagine people driving up and down that. because It's very narrow and there's not a lot of places to park. So um so if anybody goes, you have to take the shuttle, which is actually quite helpful. Um, 
but yeah, what what was your takeaways on it, Michaela? Yeah, I I thought it was incredible. I that was probably one of my. When we talk about Bryce. Bryce was I liked Bryce better, but the trails in uh, Zion were incredible. The Emerald Pools were incredible, and not a fan of tarantulas. Don't care that they're not poisonous. Don't ever want to see one again. I'm very content never seeing one again because Sarah's like, let's get close to the spider. I'm like, let's not be close to the large spider. Let's walk away from the spider. And then Sarah's like, okay, we'll leave the spider and go walk on a cliff because Sarah likes to be on cliffs. And I'm like, I'm going to be good. Like 10 feet back. Like there was a point we were hiking on observation point, which is like one of the higher points in the park. And she's taking pictures like at the edge, you know, and there's this picture where I'm like, like my legs are kind of stretched out. And I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of close to the edge. And she's like, no, you need to back up a little more. I was like, no, I'm good right here. And she's like, no, you need to be in the sun. You need to back up. And uh, yeah, she's definitely more like, I'm going to get close to the edge. And then I'm the person that's like, Ooh, let me touch the little chipmunk or the animal that's trying to take my food. So it's a good balance. She tells me to touch wild animals. I tell her not to go to a cliff. So it worked. Yeah. No, she scares the crap out of me. Cause I'm always like, well, this is it. This is where I'm going to watch my best friend die. So that's cool. <laughs> I know. So I told her, I said, what am I supposed to tell, like call Jordan and say, sorry, she fell off a cliff. There wasn't a lot I could do. And then Jordan was like, you need to quit going towards cliffs. And she's like, I didn't go that close to the cliff. And I'm like, yes, you did. The cliff was right there. You were right next to it. She's like, it was just for a picture. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Do it for the gram. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we did see no. um, I... the big horn sheep too. Oh, in. Uh, at that last, what was the trail? Shoot, the one right after the big tunnel. We saw some bighorn sheep in the mountain too. Yeah, we went to. It was a different like observation point, mm -hmm. um, like closer to like the edge of the park, um, which was a pretty sketchy trail, but also super cool. But yeah, we saw some bighorn sheep, which was really neat. Um, but I just have to preface that I am fully aware of my surroundings. I know when the ground is stable underneath me or not, and I am safe and I will not do anything that I feel unsafe doing. So your, your boundaries of feeling safe are just way bigger than right. Michaela and I. So we sit yeah. for like, Shit. but you're good. I know. I, I know. I like, I trust your judgment, which is funny. Cause like me, I do like sketchy things in a different way. So I, you watch me do dumb stuff and then I watch you do dumb stuff and we're just like, you know what? At least we're out here living and it, it might kill yeah. us, but whatever. Like, yeah, you're smart. Yeah. 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 But I just like to get the best angles possible. Okay. And yeah, I do like to see what's on the other side of the cliff. Sometimes I don't want to like see it up close but I will at least peek my little head over there and see what's going on. And nine times out of 10, there's like solid rocks underneath me. I'm not like the type of person that goes off on like a rocky cliff that like, like an overhang. I don't know how to, yeah, like an overhang. Like, yeah. heck no, you won't catch me on that. Yeah. But, but yeah, anyway. I would get close to it. I just, it takes me a long time. She'll just go right to the edge, like immediately, no hesitation. I have to sit there and kind of like, you know, like work, yeah. your, work yourself up to it, yeah. check it out, make sure it's okay. And she's just like, no, let's go look really quick. And you're like, no, no. 
I just feel like you have really situational awareness and that's something that like I wish I had so part of me really envies you but then that part of me like worries about you too because you know we're out in the middle of nowhere but so I feel for you Michaela like (laughs) I get it because I'm like that I have to I take a while to get to Sarah's point of view She's good around like cliffs, but then like, I remember we were on the, the observation trail that we're talking about now, the one that was in the park. And this random old guy was like, just randomly was like, oh, if you don't know mind me asking ladies, where are you from? And she just goes, oh, we're from Idaho. And it keeps going on. I'm just like, like, dude, I got the only Idaho plate in the parking lot. He's going to stick some tracker on my car. Cause I listen to like murder podcasts with my other friend. And I'm like, this is it. This is where we end. He's going to find us. Cause he put a tracker on it. And I was like, dude, you just told him. And she was like, oh yeah. So like, I, I worry, she, I don't worry. She's going to fall off a cliff. I worry someone's going to be like, I'm going to go steal her. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> She's really cool. I'm going to go steal her. Hey, I've gotten a lot better, okay? I used to be super chatty with everybody on the trail, but now I give them the cold shoulder and I, like, one word in answers and I go. Because if the old Sarah would have been there, she would have said, oh, blah, 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 and just started yapping away. So, progress. That's all I, that's all I gotta say. That, like, yeah. When she's on the trail, she must just have this, like, just, like, super approachable face. Because I cannot tell you how many times, Kate, on this trip, people would go, hey, do you know how many farther it is up and she's like yeah it's like just a little you know what i mean it was just like everyone asked her questions as if she's like this little trail guide bebopping up and down the trail and so many people like how much further is it is this part really hard oh it's so nice to see like i'm just like like you little like social butterfly like go downhill (laughs) (laughs) i feel like you guys balance each other out so well like perfectly for that kind of stuff yeah that's funny. Yeah, she's like, don't talk to strangers, Sarah. And I'm like, they just asked me how the trail was. <laughs> I, I'm social at work in, like, comfortable places outside of work. I'm just like, no. Just stranger danger. No. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm choosy. Like, I pick and choose. Because if I get a bad vibe off of someone, I'm like, leave me alone. Like, no. And I get one word of answers. Yeah. But if it's, I don't know, like, we've been together on some hikes, Sarah, so you can attest to this. But... Like, there'll be, like, an old guy who's, like, coming up with his dog on the trail and just, like, want to talk. And if he if he seems kind, then I'm more than willing to, like, have that camaraderie on the trail. Sure, I feel I'll- like I'm pretty good at, like, sussing out, like, sketchy people, though. Like, yeah, if yeah. I'm getting bad vibes from them, like, I'm not going to, like, be friendly with them, of course. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, especially when you're in a national park and there's there was literally so many people around us, it's like these old people, like, is it hard going up that trail? And I'm like, yes, you definitely probably don't want to do that when they're like using a cane or whatever. So I feel like those are good times for me to be friendly and like help people out. But if I'm like sketched out about someone or getting bad vibes, then yeah, I don't, I don't want anything to do with them. But yeah, we did have one guy who was on that, that same trail, the one in the observation point in the park where he like because we saw the bighorn sheep and so we were gonna try and go like find them or get closer and all of a sudden he just pops out of the bushes and we're like okay like whatever it's public trail you can't like you know not assume people are gonna be there and then he pops out again and kept like popping out and like following us and at this point sarah's like we need like a safe word (laughs) because he just kept showing up and he was like you guys are just good luck for bighorn sheep and then we're just like but boundaries sir mm-hmm. please don't come in the bushes yeah. with me <laughs> uh, so we pretty much lost him as fast as we could so okay if you guys had to describe zion in one word what would it be? rocks 
<laughs> rocks. I love rocks. It rocks. Utah rocks, baby. <laughs> okay, what about you, Michaela? Um, I would say epic. It was just very diverse. It was really cool. We saw like waterfalls, trees, rocks, and then just different stuff. It was really very unique, but yeah, epic would be my word. That's a that sounds like it would be epic. That's what I've heard about. Yeah, I guess I epic is probably a better word than rocks. But um, I meant rocks in more than one one way. Like it rocks, and yeah. there's also lots of rocks. Yeah, it it was just honestly like indescribable. Pictures don't do it justice. Even like the pictures we took, we I mean the whole trip, we we're like pictures don't do these places justice because like the canyons are so freaking deep that even capture my own pictures it's only like right there in my dog and that it's captured in because yeah because if you zoom out far enough to get something um, big you don't get like the detail of what's right in front of you and it's frustrating mm-hmm. but you gotta go see it in person yeah yeah and i'm i like debate back in my head which part is cooler like being down in the canyon with the river or like when we did the observation trail which you kind of have to go outside of the park and around to um because the trailhead in the park is closed down um i'm still like trying to debate which site is better because you're either up on top like one of the highest points in the park like literally looking down on angel's landing and everything else or you're down in the park by the river and both are just like incredible experiences Mm -hmm. i think for the time of year that we did the observation was cooler just so you could see the sheer volume. I think in like late spring, the narrows being down in the canyon, that would be the better point if you're down yeah. in the actual park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. You gotta go back in the spring. Yeah, which is a yeah. really good point because you guys did it in like what, a day or two, right? Yeah, we were only there for like one day essentially. Yeah, so for anybody listening who goes on like a on the way to somewhere, like, but you're gonna hit Zion kind of like these guys did, like, if it's in spring, maybe hit the narrows. And if it's not, then hit observation or something like that. So that's actually a really yeah. good piece of like little tip for anybody who does it in a hurry like you guys did. But we're going yeah. back and I'm going with you next time. Yes, definitely. definitely. Yeah, that's the nice thing is it's pretty close to the freeway. So it's not a super far like trek outside of that. It just takes a little bit of time. Cause like I said, you have to park, you have to get a shuttle. And sometimes that can take a while depending on the time of year. I like, I can't imagine that place in the summer, honestly, like definitely going in the off seasons a thousand percent times worth it mm-hmm. because you're not dealing with the crowds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not like a thousand degrees either. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine. Yeah. yeah. Cause it was fairly warm during the day, like seventies, but then mm-hmm. Like at night, the temperature definitely drops down, but I prefer it that way. Yeah, yeah. So from Zion, after doing, so we we did part of Zion, like down in the canyon um, in an afternoon. And then we went and camped just outside of Zion, just found some like dispersed camping um, and camped for the night out there. And then went back to the edge of Zion to do observation points. So we kind of did Zion in like one day, but we split it up into two days. Um, And then we headed up to Bryce Canyon, which unfortunately we only had like an hour there because we had to get on the road. Um, But like 
seriously indescribable. The rock formations there, I really wish we would have given ourselves more time because mm -hmm. they were like no other place that I've ever seen before. Yeah, I've heard a lot and, of people that say that like Zion, no matter what, you can't take away anything from that. But everybody's like, make sure you go to Bryce. Like Bryce is like amazing. Yeah, definitely underrated, I feel like. Because mm -hmm. people are always like, oh yeah, we're just going to Zion and Bryce. It's probably like an hour away, an hour and a half away from Zion. So really not that far and definitely worth it. Like we only saw two different like viewpoints slash trails and there was still so much of the park that we didn't see. So um, mm -hmm. when we go on our next trip with you, we will for sure go back there and spend yeah a day or two at least. Mm -hmm. We should do that one first. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, we were actually planning on doing like a three and a half mile trail in Bryce, but we had already hiked like 40 miles the past like four days and we were just exhausted. And after the hike that morning to observation point it was like an eight mile hike. We, our legs were dead. Our, we couldn't even like function properly. We went to this place for lunch and Michaela's like brain couldn't even read the menu. And so we were just like dead. And we didn't think hiking three and a half more miles would be very good for us. Yeah. So we were like, we'll just go see some, see some viewpoints and call it a day. Yeah. Well, and like, you guys know for sure, like you'll hit it again. So yeah, I don't know. Michaela said that she liked Bryce better than Zion, but I, I don't know. They are both so unique. I really mm -hmm. like the like vastness of Zion. Mm -hmm. but Bryce is just really, really unique. So it's hard to say. So it's just different, very different. Yeah. yeah. That's, I was actually going to ask you guys, like which one was your favorite? Like if you had to pick one, like if you had to tell someone, go to this or go to this. Yeah. I honestly, I would probably pick Zion, like observation point, just because I love, like the sheer cliffs and like looking down onto mm -hmm. like just seeing like literally all of Zion Canyon and being like twice as high as Angel's Landing was really neat. I would say like, like don't get wrong, Zion was in absolutely incredible. But for me, I would say Bryce only because it's not like anything else that we have up here. You know what I mean? Like we literally have nothing even remotely close to that. So that's why I liked it a little bit better than Zion, just because it's so, so unique. Okay. So one more question. So what moment of the entire trip stood out to you guys the most? In a good or a bad way? Cause I feel like <laughs> either, either one. I have one for each. Okay. Then what's um, one? I'll uh, start with my least favorite moment. <laughs> uh, I would have to say when we were camping on the Highlander, I literally thought I was going to die of hypothermia because I was so cold. I was dehydrated. I felt so sick. And I was like, this is it. I was texting Jordan. And I was like, I think I'm going to die pretty much. But I mean, I was fine, obviously. But um, that was probably like, a moment that I will never forget in my mind and I will for sure have a better sleeping bag next year for backpacking season. Um, for the best part, 
I don't know, just, I don't know, everything, just the whole trip itself was just, I don't know, it was just amazing. Like, we got to see so much in so little time, and for, like, Michaela and I, we just met, like, earlier this year through Facebook, and being able to, like, make a friend from social media, essentially, and to do a trip that we won on social media together and kind of like explore the Western part of the United States was just just really amazing that that type of thing is at our fingertips, you know, and making new friends and making memories with a friend that I just met. So um, it was all just a really incredible experience. What about you, Michaela? I think my, my bad one, was like the first night when we were camping in Virgin River when I was like, oh my gosh, am I gonna have to like defend this and like freaking try and either beat someone up or get kidnapped? I think that was a moment of like, oh my God, what did we get ourselves into? Just like bebopping down the highway by ourselves. It's like 2,500 miles round trip through the desert. There was a moment of like, man, did we think this through? <laughs> but that was an interesting one. Um, but I think my like, highlight i think was like i said bryce was cool but i think it was my favorite because it's unique but like driving through like zion was just like unreal it just felt like just such a like out-of-body experience i guess like hiking under the waterfalls and doing all that it was just like i just remember being in like awe that whole day um and in a lot of our videos i think you can hear me in the background just going wow, <laughs> the, the background of the videos, that's all it was. So I think that was like a, just like a surreal day. That was more memorable for me than the backpacking in California necessarily, just because of the sheer, you know, impressiveness of the, of the park. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was definitely like a highlight experience. I'm super thankful to have someone like Sarah in my life. Cause that was like the first solid week of PTO that I've taken in like three and a half years. Okay. And so it was a pretty incredible way to take a first trip for PTO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Overall it was just an experience of a lifetime and I'm, I'm glad we were in a position with work and finances and everything to where we were able to do this and make the most out of it and see all the things that we could see. Um, I'm glad we were able to do that. And I'm excited for more trips to come and I'm excited for more Highlanders to come, even though there were some ups and downs of it, it was so worth it. And I can't wait to do the longer trails next time. I'm really hoping 60 mile for the next time. So you two get ready because we're doing 60 miles. <laughs> Three must tears. Time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited. Yes. Well, and I have other people too that, you know, saw our posts and stuff and they really want to be a part of the Highlander with us. So anybody listening, if anybody wants to do it next year, let's get a group together and go because it's really a life changing. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see so. where they choose to do it next year because I'm sure that they won't do it the same spot every year. If we do one next right. year, we'll have to do like what we did and make like just like a big road trip out of oh, it too and stop at a bunch of other places on the way. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. It's an annual tradition now. Yeah. I love that. Yes. An annual adventure. Yes. Tradition. I'm so down. 
Hey guys, it's Kate again. So the ending of this episode got cut out really bad with the audio. We had Wi-Fi issues again and um, microphone issues. So that was pretty much the end of our conversation, but I just wanted to hop on here and kind of talk about something that we did talk about that got cut out. And it's the fact that like I was commending those guys for really just like making the absolute most out of the situation that they had. So they went from North Idaho down to Southern California and they like did everything that they possibly could in between, which as you guys just know, you just listened to that. But, um, I, I wanted to, we all wanted to touch on the fact that like make the most out of anything you guys do, like carry that through life. And whether it's outdoor adventures and hiking or backpacking or whatever you guys do, or just even like day-to-day stuff, make the most out of what you have at your fingertips. Okay. That was like, like me watching these guys do this. Um, I was so excited to just like celebrate the fact that they did that because yeah, it ended up being like eight days of great adventures and memories and uh they didn't leave any opportunity on the table which is awesome so anyway um yeah that's why i'm hopping on here post production to kind of just re-wrap up the ending of the episode that was unusable so anyway thank you guys for listening and uh we'll see you next time thank you again for tuning into the explore more podcast It would mean the world to us if you left a quick review wherever you're listening from. And be sure to share it with someone who you think it might resonate with. To keep up with even more adventures, follow us on Instagram at exploremore.podcast. And always remember, wherever life takes you, explore more.